Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It has proven an explosive start to the AFL season. A joyful celebration, a main event game, a sour postscript that has consumed the intervening hours. Last night might have been the match most anticipated. Tonight is the big occasion. A Thursday night treasured and jealously guarded by Carlton and Richmond fans. And if they turn up in the expected numbers tonight, they'll have an ironclad grip on this fixture for years to come. And why wouldn't you? There's so much to look forward to. The Blues, the Michael Voss era, is about to bloom before us as they look to make a dent in what has become an embarrassingly lopsided ledger in recent times against the Tigers, who are out to restore themselves as a force in this competition. Night two of the AFL season from the MCG. It's Carlton and Richmond, and the footy itself will be a decent old tonic to the conversation. Hello and welcome to AFL Nation for Red Energy. Move with Red Energy in Regional Development, Victoria. Dwayne Russell is by my side. I'm Jared Waitley and this is the pre-game show, the Beaumont Tiles Trade Club for all your tiling needs in stock now. Dwayne, hello. Hello, Jared. Great day, but a horrible day. Beautiful evening and let's hope we get a fantastic night of football on the grass. Let's hope tomorrow we're talking about what happens on the grass to use Nathan Buckley's words last night. Nick Del Santo, welcome back. Lovely to see you guys once again. Lovely to be at this ground. And we were here, here last night, Jared, and we probably felt a little bit underwhelmed in regards to the crowd. I can almost promise you it won't be underwhelming tonight. The, cr- the crowd is already here. It is a beautiful night for football, balmy, which is lovely to say this time of year, but really excited for what the possibility holds for both of these clubs and the Tigers coming 12th last year off the back of what they did for the previous four or five years the Blues is this finally their opportunity to work their way up the uh, up that ladder but you speak about that record it's been a long time since the Blues have started their season off the right way Dwayne you've been out and about in the streets around the MCG <laughs> what's the vibe? I have I haven't been sort of wandering the streets around the MC. I do this quite a bit I get to the ground early because sometimes you don't know what the traffic's going to be like and then go for a walk but Walking around Richmond when Richmond are playing a home game at the G on a Thursday night, especially the season opener, is something to behold. Bridge Road, Punt Road, uh, the excitement, um, just to see the young and the old. I mean, there's there's people wandering in from I don't know where with young people uh, on their arm helping them. They've got walking sticks and stuff. There's old people coming with young people. There's, you know, young people out there that I don't quite get that are, you know, vaping outside before they get in, all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a beautiful world in some ways just to see the the remaking of football with crowds. And also the VFL games going on at Punt yes. Road as well tonight. Well, so it is lovely to drive down Punt Road and there's just people hanging over the fence trying to get a glimpse of the guys that are trying to make their way into the senior side. I hope it, uh, he doesn't mind me giving up his secret, but I was wandering the back streets of Richmond and there was uh, a bloke that is doing the recruiting for Geelong. 
just getting into his car after having a look at that pre-season game between those two VFL teams, uh, just sneaking back, heading back down the highway. It's it's nice to be at the footy tonight on a beautiful, balmy night to have Carlton and Richmond going head-to-head. A night of great possibilities, but none better than the presence of Sam Doherty, who resumes his AFL career after dealing with the challenges of life twice over. It is incredible. It's something that I struggle to probably have any sort of relationship with or, or be able to have any understanding about what he's gone through. And you speak about the, the physical toll, which clearly the demands of being an AFL footballer is exhausting, but also the mental toll that it's taken and the resolve that he must have and the resilience that he must live every day of his life to give himself an opportunity. So sometimes there's moments in games or in football where you go, yeah, there's something just a little bit bigger. And the way that that club has clearly supported him, rightly so, but just the the person that he must be and the character he must be. It is just delightful that he gets an opportunity to go again. We're watching him in the rooms under the MCG. 20 minutes out from the opening siren, so the warm-up's behind closed doors at the moment for Ream in Staller Ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Amit Baines, the Western Bulldogs' chief executive, is about to join us. Luke Beveridge has issued a, a formal apology. The club has expressed its disappointment with what transpired last night, so we'll ask the chief executive about it before we settle into the footy tonight. Just let's clear before we get underway the sports bet update to set the terms. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Sportsbet. Sportsbet's bet with mates. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Richmond taking on the Blues tonight, and according to the market, the ever-optimistic Blues fans, well, they're going to be leaving a little bit disappointed because the Tigers, well, they sit favourites at $1.53, and the Blues just outside as they're at $2.56. Now, I think that the Tigers win this at $1.53, but we're going to need a little more juice, and the margin is exactly where we're going to find it. 13 of the last 14 matchups between these two teams have been decided by between 1 to 39 points, so that's exactly where we're going to play here. $2.10 getting for the Tigers to win between 1 and 39 points. And if history, well, if it's going to repeat itself, then let's roll with Jason Castagna at $4.30 to snag two goals tonight. Something he's done in his last four round one games. So Castagna was a round one specialist, so we're going to take him for two plus goals at $4.30. Snag that with the Tigers to win by 1 to 39 points at $2.10. Should have yourself a bet. Enjoy the matchup and most importantly, gamble responsibly. Thanks to Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. So Melbourne off to a winning start this AFL season. The Premiership defence with the first four points in the grand final rematch last night. You heard it all on AFL Nation, calling every game this weekend. And you can also watch your team every game, every round on KO Sports. The other figure who caught the eye in the warm-up was Dustin Martin, who's been missing from our fields for just a bit too long. Round 18 it was last year against the Brisbane Lions and what looked like just a regulation hip and shoulder from Mitch Robinson obviously caused a lot more damage and he knew he was in strife when he didn't bounce back to his feet instantly. But you know, I was even walking the streets today and speaking to a couple of random people, not around the MCG, but more in my suburb, Duano. <laughs> And that was the question. Is he playing? I said, yeah, from my understanding, the man with the mohawk that is extremely handy at football will be back and you'll get to see him at the NCG tonight. And he's one piece of this whole story, I think, from what they were last year and the amount of injuries they had. And the question is, it's not can they back it up? Can they go back to the well again? Can they... I mean, they brought some people in. I want to speak about Robbie Tarrant and, and what he brings to the football club, but They've got to be vulnerable again. You've got to be prepared to be hurt for the Richmond Football Club to be where they were a couple of years ago and arguably one of the best teams of all time and Dusty arguably one of the best of all times. It starts right now and that's pretty exciting.
Carlton and Richmond before us, counting down to the opening siren. The events of last night ha have been quite overwhelming, and the Bulldogs' chief executive, Amit Baines, is with us on AFL Nation. Amit, welcome. Good evening. Evening, Jared. What did you think when you first heard your coach's comments last night? Uh, probably um, really surprised, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, it is out of character for, for Luke. We know that he's someone who is very passionate and protective of his players, and, you know, that manifests in a, a lot of different ways. Um, but clearly, as the, the club and, and Luke have both acknowledged and um, taken accountability for today, uh, you know, the, the, the behaviour last night was not something that we condone and, um, you know, not something that we want to see. Did you have any reason to think that he might react in such a manner in the press conference? Uh, no, look, we, you know, as, as always, as every club does, the, the process for, um, you know, the, the coach taking their position in the press conference always is precipitated by a conversation with the, the club's media manager and, um, you know, a, a discussion had taken place and, and, and largely that was centred around the game and, and clearly there was disappointment in, in the result. Um, so I don't think um, any of us had any um, inkling of what, what was to occur. So, was it out of line? Oh, it was certainly out of line. I think, you know, um, I'm sure uh, that you guys on, on air tonight, as well as your listeners, have had an opportunity to, to read the, the club statement, to, to hear from Bevo. And, um, you know, there's genuine contrition, genuine emotion in his voice and in his words. And, um, you know, he's a, a highly respected and uh, much-loved leader of our football club and, and in that context represents us. So from a club point of view, we take full accountability for what's transpired as well. So absolutely um, was out of line and, and, you know, to the extent that you will have read and, and heard in, in the words that he has uttered and the club has uttered today, we, we take full accountability and responsibility for that. Why would a round one selection story cause him to tip in such a manner? It's March and this is an excruciatingly long journey ahead. Yeah, look, there are there are a number of um, explanatory elements, I suppose, to, to what gave rise to, to what occurred last night um, that go back some way um, that I don't think we're, you know, one, one I don't think is appropriate to really um, talk about publicly, but, but secondly, you know, we, we want to own what happened last night and don't want to be seen or perceived to be making any excuses or to, to justify that that conduct either and you know Luke's been really strong in his own language around that today that regardless of what the circumstances were or or um, you know how legitimate they might have been in terms of the emotion around them um, there was no place for what took place last night. Is he in a fit state to remain as senior coach I mean? Uh, absolutely I, you know I've, I've uh, been made aware of different comments that have um, surfaced today around that and I, I think that while it's legitimate to, to question and be concerned about his well-being, given um, what took place last night. And that's certainly our starting point with with everything is, um, you know, making sure that um, we continue to provide Luke with the resources and support he needs to perform the role, you know, that does come with a lot of pressure. Um, I think any suggestion that he's not fit to coach um, is wildly off the mark. Did you... Were you pretty forthright with him today, Amit, or, or was he, when you first met or spoke with him, was he fully cognizant of what he'd done and, and feeling remorseful? Oh, no, definitely the latter, um, Jared. I've, you know, this is my 12th 
year in, in this industry and I've met a lot of wonderful people, uh, but not many as, as bright and as emotionally intelligent as Luke, um, which is, I suppose, why last night was so profound in it being out of character and, and coming as, as that great surprise to your first question. So he was, you know, absolutely remorseful having reflected on it today. Um, again, you know, if, if um, those who haven't seen his video take note of that, they'll be able to see the genuine emotion and contrition in his words and tone. I mean, football clubs are made up of a lot of special people and when you have a lot of people in a football club, it is difficult to keep information is in. Is there a concern or a change of what you need to do internally to keep that sort of privy information to yourselves? Is there a concern that too much is getting out already? Oh, I think I think it can be difficult, um, Nick, and, um, you know, your former coach and my old work colleague, Ross Lyon, spoke to that today about, you know, the, the circle of people who... Um, you know, un, unwittingly get get brought into that information. If you know, with a list of forty plus players who speak to family or partners or managers, um, you know that that circle broadens widely. So, you know, as disappointed as we are with what's transpired, um, and and clearly need to resolve what's happened because that is an issue for us. Um, I don't think there's any suggestion of any malicious intent or, or distrust within our ranks. I think which is really important, and you know, want to give. Um, our fan base that that confidence both in terms of Jared's question earlier around you know Luke being absolutely um, fit to coach um, but also that we have a really strong and united group that you know are, are hell-bent on going one better this year after the disappointment of the grand final last year. Carlton about to burst through the banner so that's why there's a roar here. I mean uh, one quick one from me did you speak to the AFL today? Did the AFL speak to you to speak to Luke? Yeah I, I, I was in contact um, you know, with a couple of key people at the AFL um, over the course of today. Clearly, when something like this happens in the context of um, not only our workplace, but the AFL workplace um, being an AFL press conference, um, you know, it's important that we clear the air. Ultimately, no one um, was, was pleased with um, the outcome of last night, so it was important that everyone felt, you know, that um, the way in which both Luke and the club handled things today and took accountability for what happened was appropriate and I think um, we're all feeling that way come come the end of today. So they voiced their displeasure? Yeah, look, they, they weren't happy, um, clearly, in, in terms of, of what took place. But, um, again, I know I keep uh, referring, uh, referencing back to, to our statement and Luke's statement, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, we weren't happy with, with what took place and, and we want to own that, um, you know, quite apart from what anyone else might think. So those statements are unequivocal in terms of apology. Would, should Luke apologise personally to Tom Morris? Do you know whether he intends to do that? Um, we, I mean, obviously, given what took place last night and, and the rawness um, of things, um, the apology that, that Luke delivered today was through his statement and through his video. Separately, the club did make contact with Tom directly um, and, and made that apology to him. Um, there's obviously a lot going on as how you know as as the days transpired. So um, I'm sure we'll continue to, to um, discuss what what else might be required going forward. Do you accept that in this story, uh, that's the role of the football journalist? That, in a way, round one selection stories, that's bread and butter, that's small beer, and that nothing untoward was done. Uh, I do, but I also accept that. Um, and again, I don't, I don't, you know, going back to what I said earlier, this is not about 
having any legitimacy around what happened last night. There wasn't any. Um, but equally, the emotion from which it stirred from is not that in isolation. Um, I'll leave it at that. How will how will Luke resume his relationship with the... I hate the phrase media because it's like lumping all 18 clubs in together as if there's not differentiation. But will it be difficult for him? Does he feel acrimony toward that collective media? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. And I think that that is a bit of a misnomer too. So I'm glad that you've given me the opportunity to address that. Clearly, there have been issues over time and, and some of those have been rehashed today. But um, you're probably a good example of, of the most recent interaction where he had an in-depth and, and very, um, you know, relaxed and, and interactive experience um, with you only last week, Jared. So I think it's a bit of a misnomer and your point, I think, is spot on that, um, you know, just as uh, you don't want to lump everyone into that, you know, we certainly don't and, and he wouldn't think that way either. So um, clearly there are some challenges that um, have surfaced last night that, you know, we, we want to make sure don't ever resurface again. That will continue to work with Luke on as the season unfolds and as the, you know, the ongoing pressure um, remains. But I don't think there's any issue um, with, with the media per se in, in that broad sense. So as we finish a meet, are there any... Are you alert for any warning signs in this as to how the club, the individuals, the collectives have processed grand final defeat? which is such a big thing to work through. And there are historic examples both ways of how it can go completely awry or how it can spur a group on. D does this raise any warning flags in your mind as to how you've dealt with the events of September last? No, I think, I think it's been a really positive building to, to this season. Um, and you know the, the playing group, the coaching group, the football program as a whole are really focused on what we need to do. You know to, to go that one step further, um, without betraying too many confidences. I know there was clearly a lot of a build up about the rivalry and you know trying to um, really accentuate elements of what had been reported on over the summer and, and the bad blood between the clubs. But I sat in the team meeting before the game yesterday, and and there was no mention of any of that. It was really focused on. What do we do, need to do as a collective um, to, to really go that one step better and, and to really sustain that performance across the whole year? And the playing group are really determined to do that. And, you know, it was a terrific game of football last night. Melbourne were obviously too strong in the end, um, but our guys kept fighting. It was only, what, four or five points of difference, you know, close to midway through the last quarter. So, um, you know, for, for the first hit out um, to start the season, I think there are a lot of positives to take from that. And, and that's what we'll continue to do as we you know, heading to round two against Carlton and all the games beyond. Amit, thanks for your time tonight. No worries. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks, mate. Amit Baines, the Western Bulldogs chief executive. Uh, we'll come back through this at various stages. There'll obviously be much discussion over the, over the course of round one about it, but we're five and a half minutes out from the opening siren tonight. The unmissable moment for Drinkwise. Choose to Drinkwise. You won't miss a moment if you Drinkwise. Carlton do a set of introductions on the scoreboard. And when number 15, Sam Doherty, went up, that was the biggest roar that you heard in the background. Uh, Blues fans are acutely aware of what he has overcome to be here and what a spiritual force he could be. So he would have felt it. He would have felt that warm embrace of a cheer around the MCG. Both sides uh, are working through their warm-ups for Ream. 
reams steady, hot and strong. Nick Del Santo, give us a few of the, the threads. What are you thinking about as we look towards this encounter? I mean, you know what I was just thinking about? Maybe for the first time in four or five years, I'm not quite sure what Richmond are and what they're going to deliver tonight. Now, we've said that for a very long time against the Blues, and I know that hurts the feelings of the Blues supporters, but that is the reality of the situation. We are optimistic about what the Blues season could look like, and ultimately they get a chance to get off to the best possible start. But we're, we're used to that conversation. We're just waiting to see if it all comes together. But for the Tigers, how does Dustin Martin come back? How does Robbie Tarrant fit into this? New captain, some new players playing different positions. And how do they come together off the back of not playing finals for the first time in four or five years or not being considered the best team in the competition? And for the Blues, they struggle. They struggle this time of year. You know, it's, it's not unusual for them to lose tonight, but given the last four or five years being against the best team in the competition, they're not the best team in the competition anymore. So they should come into this with a lot of confidence. And what does a Michael Voss-led Carlton team look like? What do they stand for? And what is now a non-negotiable? Yes, there's so many ways to measure Carlton beyond. So th there'll be the raw scoreboard. Um, and then there'll be the contest... There'll be the defensive setup. Absolutely. Defense is a big piece. And ball movement's never been the problem, but we saw just a slight alteration in, in the, the Amy community match against Melbourne. Within that, I don't expect it all to come together in a two-hour block, being their first legitimate hit out under a new coach and a new system. But you want to see improvements. Now, it's been an average losing margin of about 25 points over the last decade. You don't want that margin to be the same. I want to see a different style of football, something that they can build on and a glimpse of what they could be. The interesting part to me is this new dynamic that everyone's expecting, and we're going to judge it on one game tonight, but this is a work in progress that'll transpire during the course of the season for Michael Voss. I don't necessarily expect it to be at full flight right now tonight or even in the first you know, quarter and a half of it, but there is a belief with that list they're going to be a better team, Absolutely. aren't they? And David Teague walking to the bench. Um, wearing the Richmond colours tonight. So there's a, uh, not when I say history, mm. there's there's a fair bit of crossover about different programs and different people moving amongst the coaches' boxes as well. Let's consult the Kubota cast for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. It's 27 degrees. Uh, it might drop to the mid-20s during the game, but no further than that. She's steamy old conditions in Melbourne tonight. Kubota shaping and building Australia. And the ground is in magnificent, Nick. Four matches across this weekend. The first last night, tonight, Saturday and Sunday. The ground report for Pope, the better way to water. There's nothing like... Uh, seen a stadium turf when nothing's been on it for a few weeks and it's been perfectly prepared for tonight. Pope's drip ease makes drip irrigation a breeze. Paddy Cripps comes together with Dylan Grimes. Grimes has done a pretty good job to be there. As I don't think many thought he'd, he'd be there with the cracked hand that he suffered and Patrick Cripps looks finally free and unencumbered, which was a joyful sight. It was, and some of his work over the summer has been exceptional with his ball-winning ability, his ability to use his legs once again and then getting on the scoreboard is a huge, huge responsibility on that man's large shoulders and that will never go away no matter what sort of form that he's in. And for the first time last year, Jared was probably being questioned about his consistency and his desire, but it all comes down to his body and we know how important pre-seasons are. It's been a shortened pre-season due to CBA reasons and coming back for a couple of weeks pre-Christmas and then having three weeks off over Christmas. But all that goes out the window right now, that this is level pegging and you get an opportunity to write your own story as both groups come in very tightly to speak to their captain for the last time. 
And we're about to find out exactly what these two teams are made of. Chris won the toss. Carlton to the punt road end in the opening term. So what is your final word, Nick Del Santo, for Shawl Unify, your national uniform and workwear experts? Well, I'll go to the end to start with. So I expect Richmond to still win the game. Um, I believe that because they've done a certain system with the majority of the same players for a long period of time. I think Carlton will, be, will build. They'll be a much better team halfway through the year. They'll be a better team by the end of the year than they are right now. But by saying that, they have enough out on the field right now to take it right up to the Tigers. We saw what they did a couple of weeks ago against the Ds, and yes, it was a practice match, but it looked different, and it was working, so they can't go away from that. And Bolter has gone back, so he's starting in defence. The Tigers named him in defence. They've tried him in attack all pre-season. He's gone back to defence. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.